I'm Abby. And I'm Devin. And in the immortal words of our favorite Ron Swanson, Never half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. This This is Whole-Ass Podcast. Hey listeners, welcome back to Whole Ass Podcast. I'm Abby, and Devin is currently trying not to laugh, so she can't introduce herself right now. Oh, I got the whole thing. Blooper reel, baby. Just put it, who cares? Put it in the episode. I decided, even though I'm not the one in charge of editing, I don't ed- I don't care. Don't edit them. Put the in- put the thing on, Ron Swanson, and let it pl- who cares? Kalua agrees. Yeah, she agrees. For sure. What's up, y'all? <laughs> What's up, guys? How you doing? We back. Oh, we God. here. We ready to share some stories with y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, so this episode is all about Kalua. <laughs> it is all about Kahlua. doing things uh for yourself that you never thought you were capable of. It's about taking a leap of faith and believing in yourself. It's going to be a little sappy, guys. Um, But we're going to explain gonna a story and how it's... <laughs> Kahlua also wants you to love yourself. She's she's very, very needy right now. Um, But we're going <clears> to <throat> tell you a little story about something that we are trying right now and we are committing to really hard. And how it's kind of going to launch a new series on the yes. podcast. Yes. yes. Um, but before we super dive into that, um, last episode, you guys probably remember me talking about my friend Jenna, who helped us solidify our podcast title. I have um, all her information, so you guys can blow her up and follow her and love everything about her. So... Um, quick reminder she is a licensed cosmetologist and she is bippity bomb she real good so um follow her on instagram it's at jenna c artistry and she is currently at the hair collaborative in frankfurt illinois go get your hair did get it done hair done nails done everything did or whatever that song is. I'm sure I messed it up. Exactly. No, you hit it right. Did I? Yeah, okay. Yeah, perfect. Cool. It's been a long time since I heard that. What is it? it? That's from... Throw it in the bed. Is that what it is? No. 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 Made it worse. Oh, I'm blanking now. What is that? This is embarrassing. What is that it's from? It's like circa 2009, 2010. Oh, no. Oh, I can't it's, remember. It's, um... Oh, wow. This is terrible. Okay. We're so Pretend old. we didn't... <laughs> pretend we didn't talk about it. Anyways... Back to what we really are here for. Wow, that's really embarrassing that we just did that. Oh, we're dating You guys know ourselves. what song it is. Oh, we'll look it up on the googly googs later. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm so mad now. I'm, I'm really very embarrassed. embarrassed. This is not cool. We are not. <laughs> I just am very, feel. I'm just really feeling not cool. Oh, no. Which is a thing now. Yeah. I'm 30. Yeah. I just, um, I just don't like not cool anymore. I don't know. Well, I don't know Were if I was. Were we ever cool? Right. I'm not positive I was ever cool. Like early two thousands, do you think about the so, fashion statements we made? Like two thousand seven, when like Hollister my eyebrows. You know, yes, yes, eyebrows were terrible. Yes, terrible. Yes, but like two thousand seven, remember when everything was all about like Hollister Abercrombie, Abercrombie polos with the leggings that cropped at your <gasps> and at like your when Uggs became cool, you wear with like a jean skirt. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. god, so bad. Yeah. 
And there was a phase for a while at my junior high where wearing pajama pants was like all the Oh, yeah, range. totally. Yeah, like wearing pajamas. With like, and like folded over. Yes. Right? Like folded over. Yeah, that was a thing. And my parents were like, you're not wearing pajama pants to school. And I was like, yeah, But everybody's doing it. <laughs> Everyone's doing it, mom. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Dying. Yep, well, absolutely. That was a thing. That was a brief trip down memory lane. It was great. <laughs> we're so old. Okay. Oh, yeah. Gross. Millennials. Anyways. So. Let's talk about the real thing. The real thing. <laughs> um, so y'all will quickly learn that I am not physically fit or active, like, ever. Never have been my whole life. Like, I was a theater kid. I really struggled in gym class growing up. I was, I was never, had no, like, physical bone in my body, could not do cardio, could not lift weights, could not do any of the sporty sports in school. It was bad. And I was a lazy bum for many, many years and a long time because I never felt like my body would be able to do the things that it needed to do to stay healthy. Um, And I got away with it for a long time because I used to be really, really skinny, like stick stick skinny. Um, And, oh, Kahlua's Kahlua's judging me right now. She is very concerned about our physical fitness, I think. Really having a problem with it. Um, so I just kind of didn't really do anything in college. Uh, I started to put on some weight and I just kept being a bum. And I decided that I was finally going to try and get my act together. And I got a gym membership and I was going to the gym being very intimidated by all of the people at the gym. Oh my goodness. It is very intense. And let's pause right there. (laughs) I think something to really think about when you go to the gym, whether you are like already in shape and you just want to be toned or you're looking to lose weight or you're significantly overweight and you want to lose weight. Something I just want to touch on here is like, why when somebody who's overweight is at the gym trying to do better, everybody else in the gym that is already in shape is like, ugh. Right? It's like, hold on. So you're mad that we're fat and now we're trying to be better and you're mad that we're trying to do better? Like, yeah, what is the... I don't get it. You can't I win. don't understand. And I'm not saying that's everywhere. I'm not saying that it's every gym or every whatever. But, like, I've definitely experienced that, too. And it's just weird. Like, I'm trying to be better. Can't you just be nice to me and, like, support me in my journey? I don't understand. So, anyways, I just wanted to touch really quickly on that. Please continue um, your story. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so I would go, I would hit the treadmill, I would do weights, and I kind of felt good about it. I had, like, done, I had done, like, a handful of 5Ks, but when I say 5K, I mean, they were, like, 5K mud runs, where it was more like a a light jog occasionally, and all of the obstacles were optional. And there was beer at the end. So... the only 5K I've ever done is the Ditka Dash. Yes. So it was, like, it was my level of exercise. And it was, it was fun. It was very, very, very fun. But I've never really been physically fit. And I noticed, too, as I really started to kind of put on weight as the years progressed and after being so skinny for so long and nothing I would do would change that. I would go to the gym. I would do um, exercises at the gym. I tried so many different weight loss programs. I did, oh gosh, there's so many keto, Weight Watchers, Naturally Slim. Um, I did 21 Day Fix through Beachbody. I did Noom for a while. I did so many things and nothing worked and the exercise didn't work. And it just made me really feel like something was wrong with me 
and I'm just lazy and I'm just never going to get out of being lazy. I've been lazy my whole life and now it's just uh, the consequences of years of it is just weight gain and it's never going to go away and my life sucks. <laughs> Basically, you know, you know when you get in that mental spiral. Yeah, and it's just a, yeah. Yeah, so for a long time I was like, well, okay, maybe, maybe I am lazy. I mean, I can acknowledge that and be self-aware, but maybe there's something else wrong. And for a while, I had kind of been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. I had all these symptoms, the weight gain that I couldn't unexplainably lose. Um, I started having big bouts of hormonal acne that I never had before. Um, hair issues like thicker hair, more hair growth, all sorts of things. Depression and anxiety is something I've struggled with for many, many years. On and off the of medication for it. No shame here. Do what you got to do, babes. Mental health is important. Very important. Pay attention to it. And all these things were kind of compounding on one another. And I'm like, are they all separate? And I just got to struggle with it and survive? Or is there something bigger picture here going on? So I finally decided to be an adult and go to a doctor and try to get this figured out, which was a fiasco in and of itself, guys. Well, being a millennial and actually calling a doctor yourself is like a step into adulthood. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> It's so dumb, but, like, it really is. It's peak adulting is what it It, is. Yeah. So I went to an endocrinologist, and they deal with basically, like, hormones and thyroid issues and stuff like that. And I thought that maybe, maybe I had a hormonal imbalance from when I was on birth control for a while. And, like, that, I had it in my brain that that was the reason that all my stuff was messed up. So I go to this doctor. And she, who shall not be named, was the worst. (laughs) Like, she was a quack. I'm sorry. She was. And I I felt like I wasted time going there. I went and I gave her all my medical history and told her what was going on. And she wasn't really listening to me. She'd ask me a question. I'd give her an answer. Then she'd ask the same question a minute later. Like, she clearly was not absorbing the information that I was giving her. I was like, okay, so you're not listening to me. Cool. Great. But she decided to do blood work. Come back in two weeks. Okay. Take my blood. I hate needles. Whatever. I will suck it up. Stab me. Kalua yes. doesn't like it either. Kalua hates the needles. We all do. Right. They're all bad. Um. So I went back and that appointment literally left me in tears. Literal tears. So basically she was like, oh, you have this and you have that. And I was like, well, I don't know what that is. What are you, what are you telling me? Like, what, what does this mean? And so basically she diagnosed me with, um, Hashimoto's disease and hypothyroidism. And, uh, she didn't do a very good job explaining it to me. I had to go home and like rage Google to figure out what the hell (laughs) was going on because I was just so confused. And she basically said, you know, there's no cure, avoid gluten. We can maybe give you some supplements for it. Okay, thanks, bye. And I said, okay, well, um, in terms of like my weight issues, is there anything else I should be avoiding in addition to gluten with the Hashimoto's? And she looked at me point blank and she goes, I'm not a nutritionist, so I can't help you with that. I'm sorry, what? I could not. I was taken aback. And then I asked, I also asked, I said, so is this related to my depression and anxiety at all? And she goes, no, it's not. They're completely two different things. So I'm just going to give you uh, a medicine for your slow thyroid and I'm going to give you two supplements that you could take. Come back in two months. I cried the whole way home from the doctor's appointment. 
I was so upset. I felt so defeated. I started Googling what it was. And basically, Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disease that attacks your thyroid, essentially. And over time, it slows down your thyroid where you get hypothyroidism and it can cause issues like diabetes and high blood pressure and all sorts of other stuff. And it's not, it's not like rare, rare, but it affects like 2% of the population in the United States and it predominantly affects women too. So I took all this knowledge with me and I was very defeated and very upset. And I was like, I think I need a second opinion. I really do. But during that time, I had also kind of been thinking about, okay, well, if there's nothing I can really do to my weight gain aside from like, you know, avoiding bread and pasta, which is sad, what am I going to do? Like, I need to learn to accept the body that I have because clearly, medically speaking, it's going to be a very, very difficult uphill battle in order to change it, to get it even remotely back to the way it used to be. Mm So I started thinking about ways that I could kind of empower myself in the interim. So we flash forward for a little bit and I went and saw a second doctor at a very renowned hospital and got a second opinion. I brought all my blood work. I brought my whole medical history and all this stuff. And I was like, hey, I went to this doctor. She was the worst. (laughs) The worst. Literally. And... I was like, I want to know, is this diagnosis right? Is it wrong? Is it partially right? Do you need to run more tests? Like, what's going on here? And she, my doctor, I love her. She is amazing and compassionate. And she listened to me. We talked for almost 45 minutes. She answered all of my questions, looked at my blood work. She was like, well, based on this, you do have Hashimoto's because of the blood work and the antibodies that you have. Like, that is for certain. But you don't have hypothyroidism, so she should not have given you medication for that. So that was, like, strike one on the first doctor. And then she goes, also, the supplement she gave you is not something you should be taking when you have a slow thyroid or a normal thyroid. Like, that's completely opposite of what it should be doing. Strike two. (laughs) So then she ran all this blood work because she wanted to see what else was going on with all of my symptoms and everything. And I finally got back um, the blood work results and she called me and she said, so you do have Hashimoto's, we know this is true, but you also have PCOS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome. And that was another like, ugh, heart sinking into my chest, devastating moment. What does this mean? And basically it contributes to all the other things that I have going on with me. I basically have higher levels of testosterone than the average woman would. Um, which can cause problems with, like, infertility. It causes all the other symptoms that I have as well. It can lead to um, increased risk of, like, heart issues, blood pressure issues, and um, cancer in some cases. Not necessarily a direct link, but it has been known to potentially do that. So, knowing all this stuff, I was like, oh my god, can I have kids ever? I don't know what's going on. Like, major panic attack, millennial me, casual anxiety, And she kind of talked me off the ledge a little bit, which was great. And we had a great conversation about the medication options that I have moving forward and what can I do to try and help manage my weight and manage my other symptoms, knowing everything that I have in conjunction. And and so it was it was odd because I've known that something's been wrong with me for really years, honestly, and I wasn't willing to kind of take that step to get it figured out and address it. And now that I know what's wrong, I actually feel more 
in tune with my body and with myself and more accepting and less anxious because I know, which is ironic because it's like kind of a shitty diagnosis, you know? Yeah, but I think, I I feel like it's almost, that's almost with all things. Like even Mm -hmm. when the answer is bad, you have an answer. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's, I think that's, I mean, at least for me personally, it's, it's always better to have an answer than to just wonder. Yeah, no, totally. In, like, all aspects. Totally. So, so yeah, the diagnosis obviously isn't what you want, but yeah. But now you know. Cause, and, two, I think you and I talked about this when you first called me and were like, oh, my God, here's what I found out. That, like, I mean, I obviously don't know anything about this because I don't have the same diagnosis. But it's like, now that you know you have a path to, like, handle it, you know, you can't cure it technically, right? Yeah. But, like, you now have, you figured out what it is, which is, like, more than half the battle, I feel like, with any problem, you know, diagnosis, right? True. But now you can get on the path of, okay, well, how do I live with it? But how do I, in this case, kind of maintain it? Yeah. In a way that is still going to allow you to live the best life you can. Yeah. Which, that's a positive. Because now you know, and now you can get on the right path. Or before, the path you were on might have been okay, but it wasn't necessarily right because you didn't know you know, what it all was. Yeah. So. So uh, it was interesting because in the midst of, and this this probably was a, geez, three-month journey to figure out what was wrong and then that was misdiagnosed and then what was really wrong and how to appropriately treat it. So um, in that time frame, I had to kind of think about, okay, well, all the diet plans I was doing weren't working because of the issues I have with my body. Like my body is not designed to respond to those diet plans because of the PCOS, because right. of the Hashimoto's X, Y, and Z. And same thing with exercise too. So it kind of almost felt like a weight was lifted a little bit. Like, okay, the things that I've been trying and getting so frustrated that nothing was working for the last five years is because they weren't going to work with the issues that I had. And then it also was this moment of like, realizing that this may be the body that I have for the rest of my life and I may never be able to get back to where I was six, seven, eight years ago, you know? So learning to accept that. And I began to really shift my mindset about, not so much about like, I need to lose all this weight that I have gained um, over the years and, and feel very bad about and very self-conscious about, but I kind of shifted to become like, I want to be more in tune with my body, more connected with the body that I have, learn to appreciate it, and and really learn to build my own strength. And because that's something I've never had. I've never felt like a strong person physically or not even necessarily emotionally a lot of the time. So I kind of decided during COVID, um, Pandemic was like gym is a no go. Panorama. Uh, yeah, a whole whole ass Patricia. Um, <laughs> it was just I didn't feel safe when my gym reopened. My gym was busy before the shutdowns of the of quarantine, and then when they reopened, like people weren't wearing masks. It didn't really seem like people were distancing. It just didn't feel. I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel safe. Like technically, I am high risk because of another um, medical issue that I have. I live in and a high risk household. That, yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah. So it's not just you. It's other people. So I was like, I don't want to take that risk, but I feel like I need to figure out how to get in tune with my body. So I canceled my gym membership, which was a fight and a half. By the way. 
Another another issue I have. Why it's a gym. They made me like, I tried to cancel over the phone and they said they wouldn't allow me to do that. I had to come in person and I was like, You're asking me to come in person in a panorama to cancel my gym membership when the reason I'm canceling is because I don't want to be in there during a panorama. It just should not <laughs> I just don't understand why it's so hard to cancel things. Like if I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. Exactly. Like screw you guys. No thank you. Especially during a Panda Express. Like, freaking capitalism. Right. (sighs) Rage scream. So eventually I got it canceled. I I had to, like, I I kind of pulled a bit of a Karen because I was pretty pissed about it. I hated, I hated, I hated that I did it, but I was just so frustrated. I'm like, we're in a pandemic, guys. Like, yeah, I'm not coming into the gym to cancel my membership. I do not feel comfortable doing so. Right. And I had to speak to the manager. Oh, God. And they were like, well, you can send us a, a written signed letter and we'll cancel it that way. Still wouldn't let me do it over the phone or over, over email. I had to, like, type a letter out and sign my name on it and send it in and then they canceled it. It was like a whole month long process. I got charged an extra month. It was like a whole thing. It was very annoying. Like it's for a gym. Very annoying. It's like, yeah, are you helping people get healthy? I mean, sure. But not really. (laughs) I'm like, like you are, you are because people go there to work out, but it's like, you're not saving the world. You're not curing cancer. No, no. You're not helping the homeless. If I want to cancel my thing, let me cancel it. Let me cancel it. it. Oh, yeah. God. So stupid. So I had started kind of figuring out, okay, what is my next game plan going to be? I need to be active. I need to work out. But we're also in a pandemic and I want to be socially distanced. I want to go somewhere that makes me feel safe. Like they're taking the precautions. X, Y, Z. And for years, I have been interested in learning uh, pole and taking pole dancing classes. And I've also been very intrigued by aerial classes. So like this is where it silks, gets good, guys. Yeah, silk, sling, <laughs> yoga. Yeah, sorry, y'all. It's like been a long story to get us to this point. Um, <laughs> thank you for strapping in. The background is so important, though. It is. So I found this studio um, in the West Burbs called Tease Dance and Fitness. And they, you know, the poles and the slings, like the aerial silk hammocks are already socially distant just by nature and by design of what the class itself is. So that was like instant check. Love that. Everybody was masked. They were taking mega safety precautions, temperature checks and, and cleaning and disinfecting and all this stuff. And I felt so comfortable. But I was and also... class size is small too. Class size is small too. It's like only five, six people. Yeah. 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 And... I was like, okay, I'm low-key terrified to do this. This is something I've never done before in my life. I know I have no strength in my body to be able to do this, but I'm going to make myself do this because I'm going to show myself and prove to myself that I can be strong and I can learn to love my body for what it is right now in this moment. And so I started those classes kind of midway through getting my diagnosis, like in this in-between time, and I've continued them since I've been diagnosed. And it's hard, guys. It's so hard. Oh my gosh. I, my first class, my first pole class, I drove home because I live like 45 minutes away from the studio. Drove home and I was able to get up the stairs and then I sat on the couch with like food and ate dinner. But I sat on the couch for like two hours when I was time to get up to like take a shower and like get ready to go to bed. I couldn't get off the couch. Yeah, it's not a joke. I physically could not get up because I used like shout out to all of the pole dancers, people who compete in pole, um, women who are badass strippers, like 
the sheer amount of physical strength you need to do what they do and make it look flawless is amazing absolutely amazing like yeah, you it like blows my mind you work muscles i worked muscles i didn't even know i had in my body right like going to a normal gym you don't work those muscles you just don't um and it's pretty much just using your body weight to build that strength in your arms right. and your core and your legs it's insane um and I come home bruised from like doing, trying to do so tricks, <laughs> tricks and spins and stuff. We call them pole kisses. Uh, and it's been so liberating for me to like feel uncomfortable and awkward, but still be in such a supportive environment with all these women. Like literally you get something and the instructors and all the people in class are like clapping and cheering you on. And I, yeah. I'd never really felt so supported before in my life. And it was just... It was like a light bulb had finally gone off for me. Like, this is what I was meant to do and this is what I need to be doing. Um, So then we go to aerial yoga and also ridiculously difficult to do. Oh, my gosh. But I, I was struggling and like having a hard time breathing, trying to get into these like weird contraption movements. And and our my instructor, again, was so encouraging and so positive and everybody like cheers you on and. I felt so empowered in my own body. And I think even before when I was like skinny years ago and I still didn't have any confidence being skinny because I knew I was weak and struggled in gym class and stuff. Like this is the first time I'm like, I look good. I feel good. I am rocking my body the way it is. And I feel so strong and empowered right now. And that, that is a true, true accomplishment, I think, mentally. So naturally, I convinced Devin to join me. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, Devin, you gotta do this. Trust and me, I was it's very, great. I was super, super skeps. Did not like very skeptical, was not sure about it. And also, if you're unfamiliar of like aerial yoga or soaks, like what we're talking about, it's Cirque du Soleil when the people are hanging from the ceiling with a fabric and doing like the this is why it's called flippy flips. <laughs> That's what it is. Are we and in Cirque du Soleil? No. Will we be? Yes. But that's not what we're here to talk about. That's like so, five years from now. But right, ooh, well, like wow, ten, ten, I was ten gonna years say five. From now. Wow, we're moving quick. Um, so yeah, so Abby asked me and I was like, in a Patricia? Like I'm not positive. But all but I think and I'm sure Abby knew this too, the real reasoning was like, I can't I'm not about to get up there and do there's no like there's just no way you make excuses for yourself because you get in your head yes. and like you can't do it my you... cousin calls them um excuses uh oh my well, god yeah that's shout brilliant. out to mary love you and my other her sister rebecca y'all excuse love that very brilliant but anyways yes yeah, so um so totally i totally i 100 was i can't tell you the last time i i used to belong to a gym but i honestly like Gyms intimidate me, but they also intimidate me because I don't totally know what I'm doing. Like, I know some basic exercises, but I don't know the exact, like, routine other than just, like, standard cardio that yeah. I would need to do to, like, lose weight, but also lose weight in a way that shapes my body the, the way that I'd like to shape it, essentially. Mm -hmm. So that's something that has put me off from going to the gym, too. But also, I can admit it, I am lazy. I just don't want to. Like... That's stupid. And I know I need to. <laughs> like, 
I know I want to be healthier. I want to live a healthy life. One day when I have kids, I want to be able to be a healthy mom and be like, I know all the things. I'm just not doing them. Anyways, separate, separate conversation. So Abby's like, come on, come do it. And then I was like, yeah, I don't really know. Maybe whatever. And then the, your class, the classes like took a break. Yeah. Because of, because of the, um, we like quote unquote went back into lockdown with like state restrictions. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. That's so I have literally taken three pole classes and two aerial classes in my session before we had to shut down. They had to shut down again that's because right. of the state. Okay. And so it was it was like two months basically before the classes like the percentage of infection went down for classes to reopen. To re- yeah, okay. And when they reopened, a lot of people decided to do privates instead of like going back and rejoining their sessions. So there were open slots. And when I found out through our our instructor that there was an open slot for yoga i was like dev do right. it with me so it just like it worked it. out and it was super affordable and i'm like yes yeah. so so um honestly i can tell you i went into this first class i mean i was so nervous i was very much like there is no way i'm gonna be able to do anything yeah and i am a standard I'm working on it, but I am a standard, like, I consistently assume the worst in pretty much any situation, no matter what. I always go to worst case scenario. So even though I knew, like, I was going to be with Abby and it was going to be fun, in my head, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do any of these moves. I'm going to be the only person in the class that can't do them. And it's because I'm overweight and it's because I'm not helping. That's just what my brain does mm-hmm. at all times. So it's a combination of just, like, I mean, it's, it's anxiety is what it is. But anyways, so we get to this class and just like abby said everybody is so i have never been somewhere with that type of support before i don't think ever like same it's just out of control not even just from our instructor but from everybody in the class and again the classes it's like abby and i our instructor and like three other people it's a super small class but um the first class i did every single thing that we did so the class is like it's a ton of regular like yoga stretches with your fabric and then you move into tricks i guess tricks. Yeah, i hate la- calling it tricks but like that's literally for lack what of a better is. term yeah and and i was able to do all of them and i left the class feeling so like invigorated of like yeah. wow my body really can do all these things yeah and i really underestimate i'm gonna i'm gonna call her a her because it is me but like i just really underestimated her like she was in there like strong i was like I had my body in there. We did a headstand. We did the, the we did like that coffin thing the first mm-hmm. class. And I flipped my, did an inversion of flip myself backwards, like, which hurt so bad. But, Backstar. And definitely, definitely had some bruises. My hips, it was disgusting. <laughs> I had so many bad bruises. Like, and it's been this funny thing of each week. I'm like, ooh, where's the new bruise going to be? Like, <laughs> but it's, it's such a fun class. Now, at the same time, I also have struggled in the class. So, like, the class we had today was was actually really fun and really, we learned some really cool stuff. But last week was just not a great, I just, there was a couple of things that I just did not have the strength to do. And I was feeling very defeated. And at the end of the class, I'm sure that our instructor could tell. Because she came over and talked to us and I was like, all, you know, drama llama. And she was like, you've taken three classes. Two at that point. Was it? Yeah. No, that was, this was our fourth. Oh, right? yeah, three classes. Today was no, you're right, you're right. She's like, and you've done like 90% of the things. It's okay. Like, yeah. and again, it's me. So I, as I mentioned on our previous episode, I'm impatient. So 
when I do things, I just assume if everybody else can do it, then I have to be able to do it. And it doesn't, that, why? That doesn't make any sense. Why would I be able to do things that all these people have been doing? Especially, there's two people in the class that have been working with the instructor for like five years. Yeah. So it's like, it's okay. We're the babies and, so and we're I, we crushing literally it as are. the babies. We literally are. So, so we, I think we, we say this to say like, you have, I mean, number one, you just have to trust yourself that you can do things. Yeah. But one thing that I have, have been trying to do is in a general, like, be better about self-love is like, especially with your body, is like, your body is the only body you have. Yeah. And if you think about the things that your body allows you to do on the daily, like, not even crazy things, right? But your body, like, helps you move. It helps you walk. It, like, not even helps you. It it allows you to do these things, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking with my hands right now. My body's allowing me to do that. I like to cook. My body allows me to cook. Like there's so many different things that we don't even think of that our body naturally does for us to allow us to live. And it's like, we should, you got to thank your body for that. Like you have to appreciate yeah. that you are, your body is this like vessel of you being able to, like literally live your life and do all these simple things, right? And that's like a big that's like a big thing. That's that's I feel like almost kind of the one revelation that I've had. So, I mean, not to get like too into like side rail rabbit <laughs> hole here. But and we'll probably talk about this in another episode. Like I I believe in like paranormal stuff and I very much believe spooky spooks. Spooky spooks. Yeah. I believe that like you have potential energy and you have kinetic energy and one always constantly flows into the other, right? That's what science tells you back sure. in like sixth grade. And for me, energy always has to go somewhere. So when you die, like I believe in ghosts and, and the supernatural and the paranormal because I believe that that energy has to go somewhere or totally. exists on a plane yeah. somewhere, right? And that's been kind of a profound revelation I've had in terms of my body now and its existence is like I do have all of this energy inside me that I've convinced myself that I don't have it's just learning how to mentally harness it mm-hmm. to then do the things I need to yeah. do and I feel like once that light bulb kind of goes on in your head the, the it possi- changes your whole perspective the possibilities yeah. seem seem limitless of what you are physically capable of doing yeah. it's great I think a big one thing that I really like that um our instructor does is at the beginning of each class right before we jump into our stretches mm-hmm. is she talks about setting your intention yeah and every class I try to set an intention of like I want to be happy today or I like today my intention was, I want to be strong because last class I was so like, yeah. I suck and I can't do this because yeah. I'm not strong enough and whatever. <laughs> so today my intention was like, I want to be strong. And I was able to do the tricks today. I didn't really do them well, but I did them Damn. and that's really what matters. Like got my leg in that thing and I pulled myself up and I, whatever. So what I think is something to maybe take away from this is like part of harnessing that energy or understanding it or even just believing in yourself is literally setting an intention and it and it can be small like like I said the first one I did was like I want to be happy today yeah and so that's what I did yeah I chose to be happy so you can you know take that as you will but I think you can learn to set an intention each day of like today I want to smile more or today I, I focus on being happy because I think that's something that a lot of people probably need. But, you know, 
Or maybe if you have like little kids, maybe you, you know, my intention today is I want to let my kids do whatever they want to do. Like let them have a day of just like running around being crazy or today I want to spend more time with my significant other or I want to set the intention of I'm going to take a walk today and spend time, do a face pass on myself. Like that can kind of like, like filter into discovering an energy or a powerfulness or a love, honestly, that you just, you always had, you just didn't realize you had it. 100%. So my intentions the last couple of classes have been, um, I'm going to be kind to my body today. I'm not going to judge myself one. today. Yeah. And with all the medical issues that I've been going through, I've been so judgmental of my body for so long, for so many years, that like, I will be in class and we will be doing a stretch and I'll be like, my hips look really good today. I've thought that in class the last couple of sessions we've had. Like You said that today after class. You were like, I was really feeling myself today in the mirror while I was stretching. Yeah. Like, I look cute today. And I've never had really that mindset confidence about my body. So it's 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 so That's good. ironic to me that this like medical diagnosis that is like, well, it is what it is. We can manage it. But, you know, it, you got to kind of learn to accept right. it type of thing has been so profoundly eye-opening for me in terms of like confidence and self-love mm-hmm. and appreciating what I can do in my own strength. And that, to me, that's badass, y'all. Yeah. And so I think I something to maybe take away from this whole conversation is like, it's a combination of like self-love and maybe self-awareness of, of your own self-strength. Yeah. But what's what we like about this is that it's been really cool for us. It's something that has worked for us. You know, doing something, aerial yoga or taking a class might not be what is going to work for you. But doing something new that maybe you've been afraid of doing is a step in the right direction. 100%. And, and but also you have to remember, and, you know, for me, the most, you know, I overthink it for me to say this is like, Devin, what do you even know about this? But like... It's a journey and it's, it's literal, it's actual baby steps. Like you have to, but, and something I always say, which I said this to you the day that you told me about everything was that baby steps are still steps. They count. Because if any of you have seen a baby, when they first learn how to walk, they always fall over and And they always get back up. It's funny. But they get up. They, get they up. always get back up. <laughs> and their steps are tiny, but they're still steps. And what happens when a baby starts to walk? Yay! Everybody's freaking out because it's a huge accomplishment, right? Yeah. Even as an adult or a teenager or wh- whatever age you are, whatever journey you're on, whatever whatever you're trying to accomplish, those ba- your baby steps count. And, and that is something I, for myself, too, I have to work on. Because for me, I'm like, this ain't, this sucks. This baby step is the worst. Like, sure, I did the tricks today, but I still didn't do the tricks last week. And that's what's in my brain still. And I'm genuinely curious, just as a side note, of, like, how much of that, that mentality of, like, not counting the baby steps and constantly doubting, being like, well, it's not good enough yet, how much of that is just, like, societal conditioning? You know what I mean? I, I think I'm that, sure it I is. I think that plays I mean, a really sure big role. Yeah. Um, it's got to, yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's, um, a, what is the word I'm trying to, like, uh, like an, a societal, um, impression on probably almost everything we do just because like, because it's, it's there. Yeah. But you know, I just, I, I always like to 
talk about the baby steps because that is such a important or an important thing to remember. Totally. So, okay. So, so in our, our preachy preaching of love yourself and self-love and this new discovery we've had, it blossomed into something that I think is, we want to, we know it's going to be fun, but it's also going to force us to challenge us to do more things. Out of our comfort zone. Right. So this, this little adventure we're taking with this class is, it blossomed into an idea for podcast um, content content, and I guess you could maybe consider it like a series because it'll be in parts. I, maybe. I don't know if you consider it to be that. But Well, I, th- I think it's like a sub-series within Sure, the within our deal. Yeah. But, but we're going to literally call it For the Pod. And so what we're going to do is anything new we try, whether it's traveling somewhere, um taking another ridiculous like when i start taking poll with abby maybe we'll we'll talk about that because that's gonna be a whole thing but like um maybe one day we'll let you guys suggest <laughs> i think that's just stuff because i think that'd be really funny but yeah um because and i think also part of it stemmed from we had all these plans in 2020 we had all these different things we were gonna go to the I'm so irony really upset of that. about the 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 that like um, blow up house. The inflatable. The inflatable large, yeah. like thing, whatever. So anyways, we had all these things we wanted to do. We obviously couldn't do them. But now we're in this, this situation where we're like, this would be a great way to make us do things that we might be afraid of. And even if they're things we aren't afraid of, it's just something new to do to get us out and doing things more often. And I think it's a way to address our anxiety too because obviously we're both on like a mental health journey as well. Yeah. But doing, doing this like for the pod series the goal is to push us out of our comfort zone, either push one of us or both of us out of our comfort yeah. zone on an activity that maybe we're not necessarily... We discover something new. We discover something new. Maybe yeah. we're not scared of it, but, like, I know I always have that little anxious self-tape in the back of my mm-hmm. head, even if even if I'm not scared, like, I'm going through all the scenarios of how things could go wrong. Totally. <laughs> so yes, exactly. We I all think, do it. I think it's a way to, for us to kind of grapple with that and overcome that and have a little fun and maybe learn something in the process. So yeah. this was technically... The first hashtag like for, for the, the pod, pod. <laughs> uh, series. Yeah. Um, Want to just give a quick shout out to our aerial yoga instructor, Kat. We got her consent to say her name. but And promote her Insta. Insta at Meditative Movements. Um, Y'all, she she's is the Phenomenal. Best. Just like the greatest human, like sunshine ball of light. So supportive. So encouraging. Kat, we love you so much. So graceful. She's just as wonderful. And You're she's the best. so cute. And also just like, I can't even handle when she does the flippy flips because I, one of the best things in class, I think, is like, she'll be like, okay, guys. And she's going to do a trick. And she's like, so you put your foot here, you put your arm here, and you do this. And we all are watching her, but all of us at the same time are like, our brain is processing what she's doing. Like, we can see it, but we're like, no. <laughs> and and it happens I don't know, maybe it's just you and I, but for me, it happens every time where I'm watching her and I'm like, my body is not going to do that. It's an instant moment of self-doubt. And You're she like, oh. and she will look at all of us and she'll be like, guys. And she like, and like whips down and she's like perfectly like gracefully falls and she's like, okay, we're going to do it again. And then we all try to do it together. But then what happens is like two people get it right away and then Kat comes over and she'll be like, okay, put your leg here. And then she'll like, like push you up by your butt and she'll be like, can I touch you? And she'll like, Shove you up. And it's like, Kat's like, I feel like she's my mom when she does it. And I'm like a toddler trying to like go down the slide. And she's like, <laughs> you can do it. It just like pushes me up. It's literally like the it, best thing ever. It's but best. also it's so hilarious. She's like, awesome. 
yeah, it's just the best thing ever. Um, so in our, so now that we have <laughs> turned this for the pod into please love yourself forever and cherish your body, um, as you guys know, we want to end every episode with our, our famous line of do, do good, good recklessly. recklessly, but we want to give you a focus this time to do good recklessly for yourself. Yeah. Love yourself. Tell yourself that you love yourself. Be kind to yourself. Yeah. And we and it fits. You said this right before we started the podcast that being nice to yourself or doing good for yourself is reckless because we forget to do it. We forget to do it all the time. And it's almost like society tells you not, not that they don't tell you not to do it, but it's like, don't focus on yourself. Focus you, on all the other things you have yeah, going on in your life. Totally. So we want you to just do good to yourself. Be good to yourself. Take a bath. With bubbles. You have to have bubbles or else it is not a proper bath. Um, <laughs> have a dance session take, in the middle of your living have room. A ja- yes. Jimity jam it out. Um, go on a walk. Although if you're in, you know, in Illinois, it, it's cold. Build a snowman. It's still cold. Or something. Or play with your dog outside. Snoozle up by the fire. Just like do something that is going to make you happy no matter how small it is. Remember those baby steps. Yeah. Even if it's like eating a piece of chocolate at 8 a.m. in the morning. Treat yourself. Just like, right. So do good recklessly for yourself and do it all the time. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) Talk soon. On the last podcast.